There's a cool race day looming on Friday at Rickerton Park. Uh, we're joined by the big cheese there, Tim Mills. An exciting day in prospect for your synthetic meeting on Friday, Tim. Yeah, very much so, uh, Mark. It's um, pretty good to have something a bit special for a Friday industry meeting. And uh, yes, the Red Nose Charity Race Day is what it's all about. So Red Nose Day, it's been around in New Zealand uh, a little while, a very uh, a very worthy course, Cure Kids, of course. So what shape and form does it take in Christchurch uh, uh, on Friday, Tim? Yeah, well, by good fortune, if you like, um, we had uh, they'd endeavoured to have a couple of functions here at the race course over the past couple of years or so, but uh, given the COVID situation, Whenever they uh, seem to want to get it off the ground, we'd be limited with the number of people we could have. So it, it sort of uh, had to be cancelled a couple of times. Then they were talking about the Red Nose Friday, coincided we had a race meeting. Uh, so Gareth Murphitt, who uh, was one of our team at the time, put it together that the fundraiser be held as part of the race day. So uh, a fundraising lunch will take place. They've sold all the tables. They are selling the sponsorship of races, for which that uh, goes to the charity uh, Itself, the TAB and um, New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, Love Racing, are, are pledging of $1,000 each should the red nose colours be carried to victory. Some really, really neat colours have been designed, white with red spots. And uh, our challenge is to select a, uh, a horse in each race to carry those colours that will hopefully win and see uh, our two code organisations having to cough up. Wow, so you are going to be doing some real form analysis, so I don't need to ring you on Friday for tips, I just look for the horses in the red nose colours, is that how it works? That's pretty much how it is, myself and our racing manager Jim Langan, we've already sort of started, we looked at the noms and started making some preliminary selections, uh, and then uh, yeah, she uh, the pressure's on Mark, but as you well know I still work for a living, so the, the punching <laughs> pressure's well and truly on me. <laughs> So if they go across the line first, um, both Love Racing and TAB stump up a grand each. Is that how it works? That's what's happening. So that's uh, that's really, really good of them. It's a fantastic charity because I think uh, the youngest people in society, some of them, and we've met some of the kids, you know, they're suffering from things that kids shouldn't have to suffer from. And uh, cure kids invest in research to try and prevent and cure things such as uh, such as what what young people suffer from time to time. So, look, anything that can be done to raise money to assist with that, I think, is a really, really good charity. Yeah, it's good when an organisation like you can run run a normal sort of uh, entertaining and engaging race day, but just have that little bit of carrot on the top in, in the in the respect of the Red Nose Day. Now, you mentioned you met some of, some of the kids. Without divulging names and situations, what sort of things do these funds go towards? Well, it, it depends on what the actual... Um, there's a lot of, as I understand it, a lot of diseases and a lot of afflictions that the kids had. And uh, we uh, there's a, a really good video where some of them speak, so it's probably better to get that straight from the horse's mouth, uh, Mark. But it's just debilitating things that, you know, if they can find a cure, if they can find a way to treat, that will really, really help. And I think the other good thing is that racing's been around as long as um, basically New Zealand... Uh, has in many respects it's one of our oldest sports and for racing to be able to sit down with a really good recognised charity and align themselves as part of the community I think is really positive for the sport. And it's on your synthetic track, you've had that a wee while now, had quite a few meetings, how's it stacking up for you Tim? I reckon it's stacking up really well, Um, you know we're seeing some good fields here, Uh, the wagering's been strong on them, 
there's certainly we're even getting people, you know, trainers saying wanting next year to add different races to the program, such as two-year-olds and the like. Um, the numbers, I think, are, you know, given that they are winter and there's fewer horses and work traditionally during the winter, the fields are stacking up well. Certainly from our own perspective, it means we can race a lot more here close to where the horse population is. It only takes one man in a tractor two hours after the races to repair the track, whereas on the turf, on a heavy, you might have seven or eight guys plodding around for eight hours a day for seven days of the week to get it right, so get it back. So it certainly does have positives like that. Obviously, the main racing is still on the turf on the Saturdays, but to get these midweek race meetings and get people the chance to race, uh, to earn some money, to uh, do their job, for owners to have their horses go around, I think uh, it's doing the job really well. I was just wondering too, like with the middle of winter, but spring and summer racing's coming round. I could imagine, and I might be completely wrong here, but a synthetic track would be good for horses to work on as they prepare for spring and summer tracks when the turf is heavy, um, sloppy, wet. Um, do you think that synthetic tracks can be used to prepare a spring and summer horse? And do, do you think that's going to happen? hundred percent. Yes, it worked last year. What it does is it gives and it gives a very good, consistent, even um, surface on which to gallop. I was lucky enough to have Chris Waller give me some of his time talking through that uh, the approach that trainers have to take to the poly track. They just have to uh, think things through and not ask the horse to overextend itself too much because you can feel apparently not that I know how to ride other than the lambing beat, but uh, <laughs> a rider can feel the horse is going too well. Talking to two of our key trainers here, Lance Robinson and Andrew Carson, they're both very appreciative of the fact that um, they can work their horses on good, even, consistent going. And, of course, it's one tool in the toolbox. You know, we've got uh, the poly track, the grass, the sand and the plough, and it means the trainers can pick and choose which tool they want to use. If it does rain, if it is wet, then they can jump on the poly. If the grass is available, they can use the grass. But you look overseas and you see in the UK, they're even running group races in the UK and lead up to the Derby and the 2000 Guineas. So mm. that tells me that uh, that racehorse uh, connections will evolve to appreciate it even more, bearing in mind we've only been going for two years in New Zealand. Mm. Well, you've got a wonderful setup down there at Rickett and Tim, and you and your team do a wonderful job. And, and I love that you're pushing the boat out, you're putting your reputation on the line, you're chucking the colours on the best chance that you think is going to win and the fact that Love Racing and, uh, and the TAB are going to stump up with some some cash for Red Nose Day. It's going to be a special, special day there, Rickard, and I urge the locals to get along and go and not only support the racing industry, but more importantly on Friday, it's Red Nose Day, and let's help out these young kids, eh, Tim? Absolutely. And look, if you can't make it to the track, you can donate at rednoseday.co.nz. So it's very, very simple. And we've all got either kids, we've all got nieces, we've all got nephews, we've uh, we've all got grandkids and the like. So it could be yours, so dig deep. Really appreciate your time today, Tim. Enjoy Friday and get that pen and pencil out and get studying. We will, mate. Don't worry about that. The pressure's on. The pressure's on.